First they bury me alive. Then they put me in a prosthetic mask. Whatever can they do to me next? Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Good evening, everybody. This is David Salani for Take Two Radio Soaps and Review. I'm subbing for Pam, who's on family emergency. And Ian, she wanted me to express her regrets for not showing up because she had a family emergency and she wanted to be here. Oh, okay. And of course, please. The very best. I'm, I, I, I'm sure I'll get to speak to her again next time. Hope everything is all right. Uh, we hope so too. Right. And tonight we have, um, other than, other than my um, <laughs> co-host, thank, we have a we have my co-host Anthony, yeah. hey, Carolyn, hey, hey, hey. and Will, and I'm wait, uh, and Candace Can- is running a little late. But will pop I, in, I just in a want moment. to introduce, yeah, she'll be here momentarily. And I, I just want to say to start this all out, we have a very special guest with us tonight. I can't tell you how much I respect this gentleman. Um, he, he, and I use that term with the utmost love because... I can see him. He's such a gentle in person. And then I see these these transformations in the characters he's played, and it's just awe-inspiring. And, Anthony, who is this man? Well, all of our listeners, uh, <laughs> there are... There are only four soaps left, and chances are if you've been watching any one of those four, or at least three of those four soaps for a long time, you know this man. He entered the daytime uh, arena in Port Charles with an amazing turn as Duke Lavery. He has graced Days of Our Lives. He was Dr. James on Bold and the Beautiful, an interesting and amazing character. He also was on All My Children's Name his soap, uh, his soap accomplishments, but he's also graced primetime in shows like Twin Peaks. He's done movies galore, and he is now taking the Instagram world by storm with former co-stars Finola Hughes and Brooklyn Seltzer in an amazing show called Enter Exit, which we will talk about in a little while. If you haven't guessed who it is, Shame on you, soap fans, Mr. Ian Buchanan. How are you, Anthony? Hi, David. How are you? Hello, Carolyn. How are you? Will, how are you? It's nice to be here. Sorry, Pam's not with us, but uh, um, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get along fine. It is. 
Sir, so I'd usually like to have start Pam with Pam's one. questions for you. Right. Are you ready, sir? Right in, Dave. Okay. <laughs> this is from Pam. She says, okay, she is obsessed with Enter Exit. Oh, great. You, Fanola, and Brooklyn, and others are doing together. Mark Samuel. We would all love to see it on television or as a full movie. How did it come about? Um, You know, I I had uh, been back about a month. I came back. I'd come back from uh, Europe in March, and I'd been back about a month, and Fanola and I had been in contact. And she said, should we try to do something while we're something in lockdown about being in lockdown and um i was like yeah i don't know well how how will that work and she said well you know i she'd another friend of ours had created a series that uh is actually airing now on i think family channel so we kind of discussed sort of uh, ideas and then got a friend a very old friend of ours uh, matt bourne who's a great writer got him involved and he created the characters and created the show, and then we, you know, we got down to the very, for me, daunting task of filming my microphone and iPad computer, and I had no idea how it was going to work out, and uh, Brooklyn, of course, was much more savvy and much more adept at all of the technology than either Fanola or myself were, and uh, we just would shoot, this, shoot our stuff every day, and then this uh, Chris... Kazor, who was our editor, would take it and just make work magic with it, and then they added music from another friend of ours, and it was just turned out to be this really nice, nice thing to do. Very, you know, very quick pace. People like it. People like the format. I think they would like it to be a little longer, but I mean, there's absolutely no way I could have shot any more than three minutes of myself on my own. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. It's very exciting. But I, people love good. it. Comments are great, and it's almost I, the astounding thing for me is like you know, Fanon and I connect even when we're not in the same city or in the same room. So it's been that that was great. So we managed to sort of maintain have a great relationship between the characters. So that was the great the fun part. So we'll see, but I'm glad everybody's enjoying it. It's really very satisfying. So and it's made being you know isolated like a lot more interesting for me and obviously entertaining for other people. So. Oh, I don't get short answers. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. That's awesome. Another question she has for you says you have, according to IMDB, you have some upcoming projects and as a co-producer, and you also play the part of Jim is there anything you can tell us about it and your experience as a producer? Um, you know, I produced before, but only theater. When I first, when I had tons of energy and I was younger and I didn't really know what it was to be kind of anxious or nervous or be afraid, I, I produced a couple of plays that I also, three plays I was also in, one with Manola actually, and then two revivals of, of, and they were all very successful. And that was nice. I liked it and I kind of, I think I sort of felt that I'd done this. That's you know that was sort of fun, and I I, I got away with it and didn't get burned, and it was great. But uh, yeah, I got 
I think the production credit you're talking about was only a friend of mine was putting something together, and I did a short for her. And then I kind of like reached out to other people that I thought would like to be involved, and that's how I got the producer credit. My the producer only came from producing other people. So I mean, literally just having them sign on and be a part of it. So I don't. I think other producers work a lot harder than I do, but that's all I had to do so far. So. Uh, we are waiting now to go into production on that. That's called One Week in Hollywood. So um, it's kind of, yeah, it's interesting. It's been ongoing now. I did the short probably two years ago, which we basically, it was called One Night in Hollywood, and we did it basically just to kind of have a promo, just to show people kind of the the premise of the movie, to raise the money. And it, kind of, it ended up being in festivals and winning awards. I won for, I think, uh, supporting actor in one of the film festivals. So it was, that was it was been it's been a great experience. It's been ongoing now for two years. So, but yeah, there you are to be a producer. I, I'm kind of I, I don't I think you have to. I always sort of laugh and say, but I'm not old enough to be a producer. But I'm like, yes, well, yes, you are. So, but that's my that's my producer hat story for you. When, oh, well, thank was you. that Pam's question, Steve? All right, Ian. Thank you so much for joining us again. So, why, you know, I've learned a lot about you recently from a couple other interviews that you've done, and um, it was news to me that you were one of um, one of the very big designers' personal fitting models. Before you ever graced the screen, can you tell us how the modeling career segued into that first part on General Hospital and what it was like to be a personal fitting, personal model for uh, fitting for that? It was, it was, you know, my modeling career started when I was uh, barely in my, barely in my 20s and uh, I was kind of pretty successful, pretty successful, pretty quickly and everything just happened that such you know the the fashion world was is moves very quickly and also sort of ahead of time but uh, i would go to milan probably once every two months maybe once every three months and do either photo shoot for uh one designer but also uh giorgio armani i was the perfect size for his clothes his sample clothes i was the perfect size height chest size and so he would, I would get measured and fitted, and um, yeah, it was fun. It was great. I loved that. I loved, you know, the whole uh, modeling was such an interesting sort of preparation for acting. I think, except, you know, you modeling, you don't have to ever memorize anything, and you don't have to really kind of ever do anything except just show up. So. Uh, it was kind of a good preparation for acting in many ways, but I mean, I mean, you know, nothing can really prepare you for sort of learning 50 pages a day and and being on a set for 12 hours. So that that of course was something that I had to learn to do when that came along. So um, yeah, but modeling, I mean, doing commercials and things, I guess, was a great good preparation for uh, just being in front of a camera. I guess is a good preparation. But then, you know, I the 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 secret to to what I think is sort of good acting is not being aware of the camera of course unless you're actually talking looking into it so it's it's all you know it's all 
kind of the same thing, but it's all very every area is different. So, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all. So, I enjoy finding so stuff and send me photographs from like 40 years ago that I'd never seen, or 45 years ago, and it's like it's sort of extraordinary because I kind of look at them and think, "Good Lord, like where where was that? Like you know, quite." Quite, quite astonishing. I sometimes forget that I have led a pretty full and very busy and varied life. So I, it's nice to be reminded of that. Well, let fans like us and shows like ours remind you. I will definitely um, make your cheeks blush, I'm sure, a little bit. I know all of my cousins, all my female cousins, I come from a large Italian family. Some of my aunts, my mom, I mean, they were glued to the television set here in New York at 3 p.m. every day. And uh, when you burst onto the scene, no one would have known that that was your first, you know, major acting gig. But I want to ask, that was the era of super couples. And I think most of us fans know the introduction between you and Miss Finola, but you guys sparked on screen immediately and became one of those super couples. In the world we live in now, you'd know it five minutes after the scene aired. But back then... The world was at a slightly slower pace. When did yeah. you first realize you guys were a super couple, and how did that change the way you thought of the job or the way or anything, if anything? I, you know, it's interesting because, yes, absolutely you're right. Like, there was, we, you know, you couldn't go online and just read what people thought about you, thank goodness, because I don't, you know, I don't even hardly do that now, but... Um, you know, it took away. It was a while because, you know, the pr- we would do. We started working together. Then we do press. We did a lot of press initially, and there was a lot of investment. I think in the character of Duke because they'd spent a long time trying to find him, and there was a lot of investment in, uh, you know, and as a couple, and so we were doing a ton of press. And then, but we never really saw the press, which was interesting. Then it was very. Uh, I don't. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It was so funny. Like, we never, like, you know, unless somebody, you know, it's almost like they didn't want to, didn't want us to be aware of just, you know, how big we were becoming. We weren't, and I was, you know, completely oblivious to it. Uh, Benola had already been on the show, and she had been, yeah, you know, like a like a fairly big deal on, on the show with uh, Anna and Scorpio, but uh, we I guess you know I it, I had no idea. I first of all I had no knowledge of how big soaps were. I had no 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 experience of them, but I certainly had been pretty. I was pretty well known in in uh, the modeling world, so I kind of was not swept off my feet or not uh, over you know blown over by it or so it kind of happened gently at a nice pace and then before we knew it uh, we really even then LA couldn't really go anywhere which was sort of extraordinary but um, that was kind of a kind of a shock to me but um, yeah I, I it was a very gradual build actually only in our awareness I think perhaps you know the 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 uh, characters had become super successful. They're super popular with the audience, but we, uh, you know, we would hardly know it. We would, you know, I think it would be different now because um, you, uh, 
definitely can go online at the end of the day and see how things, you know, what people feel about it and see, like, but it was very, we were very isolated, you know, nobody had a cell phone. I remember uh, where our dressing rooms were under the studio, there was one payphone, and that was it. Everybody had to stand in line at the payphone. Wow. And hair and makeup, stand in line at the payphone to check in with your service or check in with your agent. <laughs> it's a very different time, although it's not, doesn't seem that, that long ago. But, uh, you know, there was nobody, uh, yeah, we were not reading great things about ourselves at any point. So, Before I turn this over to the rest for um, their amazing questions, I have to say you committed to everything that you've, that you've ever done. I mean, you've had some amazing stuff on Twin Peaks. You were buried alive. You wore a prosthetic mask. Um, you played a virgin. I, I really, I think the fans would love to know if one or two of those, as you started turning the page, you were just like, what? And how yeah. am I going to pull this off? Yeah, I've, uh, yeah I, I think only, yeah, I, you know, I never would ever say, my, oh, my character would never do this, except I, I got close to it a couple of times, but I, I uh, the prosthetic mask thing, I was like, well, that really just took a stretch of the imagination, although I guess now since we're all wearing masks at this point, I could probably probably use my Duke mask just to walk around, but I, um, it really took, you know, it, it, and I think, you know, uh, Mission Impossible had done the same thing, and other shows had done the same thing, so you just really, I mean, the, I, the fact that, you know, somebody could wear a mask of the image of somebody else and get away with it is pretty implausible but i think i just you know you just go like yeah whatever okay i can do that i'll do it i don't care and the hardest part <laughs> i think was being fitted for the mask actually i uh i'd done prosthetic stuff before but not a full head which was a little uh kind of just it was an unusual experience i know some people cannot do it and and i didn't really think about it until it was halfway through the process and i was completely with a straw in each nostril and everything totally covered and very hot and just baking underneath this latex, but uh, we got it and it turned out pretty good. So, other things, I, don't, uh, I think when I played uh, Dr. Warwick, and I think uh, Sheila had went into, I don't know, like heart something or she lost consciousness. And Dr. Warwick, who was a psychiatrist, like turned around in the hospital room and grabbed the, the paddles and sort of. <laughs> Adults are back to life, and I was like, "Hang on a second, like, would I? How would a psychiatrist know? Isn't that dangerous?" And they were like, "Oh, let's just get a full medical training." I was like, "Really? Okay. Well, I mean, but by the time I stopped laughing, I think she was she had the giggles, I had the giggles. It was just, you know, kind of like, um, yeah. But you have to commit, you know. As John McCook, like, you know, bold and beautiful uh, Eric Forrester, lovely John McCook. Like always said many years ago to me, you know, the thing about being on a soap opera is you wear your heart on your sleeve. You don't get to be subtle or you don't get to be, you know, like underplay anything. You got to just play it full blast and go out and commit to it and just do it. And, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's high, highly emotional or whatever it is, you just got to do it. You have to do it. So. Uh, which is the element about it that I've always loved, though. I've loved, you know, just going going at it full blast. It's like, you know, almost 
it's like you know being on stage almost. So you know, I don't really. I'm not a great fan of low-key whisper acting. It doesn't really work for me. I think uh, yeah. I've done things like that, and all I want to say to the other actors, I can't hear you. Could you please, like, maybe speak a little louder? I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like, CSI and all those other shows, which I just have never really found appealing. So the shows, I think, are great, but I just that quiet little whispering is just sort of very odd to me. I don't know anybody who yeah. does that in their life, so. So for me, I mean, you've worked with some amazing women, and obviously, you know, Finola, that's a lifelong friendship, but some dastardly, you mentioned Sheila a moment ago, Miss Kimberlyn Brown, and of course, the amazing Tanya Walker. What, but, who was the most formidable baddie that you had to play against or, you know, with? Formidable baddie would probably be Kimberlyn, although I loved working with her. I just, she and I have always had a great working relationship. Um, but she was pretty twisted. I mean, that character was pretty twisted. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how long she had me chained to the dungeon wall, but it, <laughs> it seemed like it, it was weeks and weeks and weeks. So, uh, um, yeah, she was definitely the most formidable, I think, of a bad, you know, one of the most uh, formidable actresses just in her power is Susan Flannery on, in the whole daytime you she definitely is one of the most uh, is very very powerful actress and you know she got to play Stephanie who was a very powerful character so, um, yeah. I like all of the, I, I, it's, it's interesting I've enjoyed my character and I've enjoyed all of the female characters I've worked with I, I, I have to say that I've never I've, I, I you know I never really got to work too much with with uh, Many of the men, especially, uh, I think maybe, I can't really, th I mean, John McCook, I just adore, so that's kind of always fun. It's like, you know, I like kids when we work together, so. But I've always loved, I lo uh, I've always thought the women in daytime are just, you know, pretty phenomenal. Just, it's just that, you know, they're almost, it's like, it's called soap opera, but for me, they're almost like opera. It's like they're opera stars. They're yeah. just like hugely big, big, great characters. Yeah. And I love that. I love playing with that. I love playing against it. I love being played by it. And, you know, it's great. It's great fun for me. So I'm going to throw it back to David, but I will definitely yep. speak again before we let you go this evening. Have fun with the rest of the questions. Oh, Ian. Okay. Hello? Hi. Yeah. It's David again. Hi, David. Hello. So, after your departure from General Hospital, they cast a young and talented Matt Cohen to play Dr. Griffin Monroe, who turned out to be Duke's son. Yes. If you were among the powers that be at General Hospital, who would you have liked to play Duke and Anna's son? I, you know, I felt maybe that's where they were going with... Uh... With too. Matt, I, th I I I kind of thought that's probably I was I mean I didn't I only got to, I got to work with them once when I went back either as a ghost or an apparition or something, uh, but I thought he would have been a great I thought I mean, you know it's that's you know the interesting thing all Duke ever wanted was a family so it's kind of you know a little of course bittersweet I think that you know suddenly he's dead and boxed and his son shows up. 
Um, I think that was, you know, just poor timing, poor choice. But he, uh, but I, I mean, he's such a great actor. He was such a great addition, I think, to the show that uh, I, I, I wish I'd got to work with him. But he would have. I, I actually thought he was going to end up being Duke Nana's son, but uh, or maybe. I don't know. They would. I think they were talking about Anna, Alex, who's Anna's twin. Maybe it could have been Alex, son with Duke or something. I don't know. So, I, we just would. We just had to sit amongst ourselves and make all of that up. I think since nobody else wanted to do yeah. anything with it. So. But good question, David. I think I, I. He was great. I liked him. I met him several times, and he was. He was. Uh, he was a lovely, lovely actor and lovely young man. So. What. Other than the scripted dramas, another fascination of mine is voiceovers and animation. All right. And I like to and I like to see who is actually portraying whom. So, what exactly is the process that takes place when you get called in for an animated program? Um. It it. it the most fun is when you're all called in together and you have the entire cast in the recording studio all together, just, you know, reading, playing off each other is uh, the most fun. Um, otherwise, it's pretty, it's, you're just alone in a, in a sound booth with headphones on and sometimes you're given kind of, you get to see sort of an animation of the character or you get to see maybe a piece of like a uh, piece of a, a video, a piece of movie, so you kind of like, um, you get to kind of work off just the character, like, you know, and often they'll do it with kind of the actor's features, and uh, it's great. I, I, I it's, it's a great, I love it. I love it now. I didn't like it at the beginning. I thought I was very kind of, a, I felt very sort of a, very self-conscious, but now, I mean, this whole new world we're in now, like a lot of my friends are all set up at home doing voiceovers just directly from home. The last voiceover thing, I, I big thing I did actually was a radio live uh, Christmas carol, which I did last last winter, like just before Christmas, for Christmas. Um, and that was great because we were all uh, in a theater with an audience and uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of the great voice people that, um, it was it was wonderful. I mean, it's great that the whole uh, yeah, it's a wonderful it's 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 a nice thing to do because it's very uh, it's well everybody says you don't have to dress and you don't have to shave but you know it's like I, that's mm-hmm. wouldn't be that's not an issue for me but I I sort of like the uh, it's it's very creative to bring a character to life just just with your voice it's very creative and very rewarding so. Is there an interview process that goes along to start uh, it off, or sometimes you, you called for? Sometimes you just uh, they'll just ask you to sort of read a line. Either either you can do it at home, just do it at, on the uh, various apps on 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 the phone and also on the computer. They're very good and very good quality. Um, I happen to live by a firehouse, which is not good for doing voiceovers at home because uh, oh, yeah. no. And then the fire engine goes past the window. Then all the dogs in the neighborhood start imitating the fire truck. So that takes like 15 minutes. So uh, usually I prefer, but now we don't. But I, uh, since March, I not the, I would go to, to my voice agent who had a re- 
sound booth and lay down a sample or or lay down a couple of lines of the character. So I hope to, I hope to get back to that because that was kind of that was a, a big part of my life. So I'd like to get back to that as soon as we can. It's just a fascinating world that you you can it is, only imagine it is. the voices you know that come out. It's kind of it's. I, I grew up with radio, so it's kind of like I've always liked it. I've always liked listening rather than you know. I kind of I like listening and like creating in my own mind, like you know, visualizing. So it's kind of it's. I I, I enjoy it. I like it. I like to listen to great voices and um, yeah. I think it's it's a good, interesting world. Well, thank you, thank you for. Uh indulging me in these questions. It's very Yes, of course, David. You. You're, you're very welcome. Will, you're next. Where is Okay. Will. He's probably fallen asleep listening to me. <laughs> oh. oh, no, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the okay. muting, the muting dramas. Uh, yeah. Hi. Oh, Ian. This is Willie. Um, I'm a host over here for uh, Willie's View podcast. But I recently just joined this wonderful group of people, and it's an honor to interview you today. Um, my first question is: what's been your most challenging part of performing roles that you portray? The most challenging part? Yes. What's been the most I, challenging you know, part? I kind of. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's all very challenging for me because I sort of set like a pretty high standard for myself. So I need to it has to be I you know I don't want to just make it easy. So I I tend to to um the most challenging part for me is just the preparation and the anticipation of just, you know, going in and being going in and being creative and the other I mean, the thing I like about, you know, I haven't played, I've longest, I played a character, I guess, James Warwick for almost 17 years. But the thing, I like a, a character that develops the way, you know, we develop in life, where there are lots of surprises. You don't know what's going to happen the next day. You don't, I sort of like that. And I like the, that to me is the challenge also. I sort of, um, I enjoy that. I enjoy the, you know, the the element of surprise, but also it's, it's kind of stress. It can be stressful just knowing that you have to kind of memorize, you know, it can be 20, 30, 40, 50 pages, knowing that when you're finished at the end of the day, you have to do the same thing again the next day, that there's going to be a whole new set of words and stuff. And that is a great challenge, but it's also very rewarding because it keeps your mind very sharp and keeps, you know, it's, it's, and I'm a great, I love to read anyway, and I, I, I'm, I'm a very quick study when I study, so, but uh, just, and also just doing it, being creative every day is very challenging, so, and, you know, even now when I have to create stuff and do stuff, it's kind of, it's the, it's, it's the challenge, it's very, it's exciting, but you want it to, I want it to be good, I want it to be, I want to be my best and, you know, provide the best and so that's that's the challenge well i like that that you answered it like that because my curiosity when asking that question was like for any actor i know there's challenging parts when you're when you're doing a role so my curiosity was that was that like for general hospital was there a part that was challenging that maybe you didn't agree with 
something that was written for your role as Duke Lavery that you felt that he doesn't do as that character? Uh, well, I, I don't think he should have died. That's the one thing I didn't <laughs> I mean. That was, um, but that you know that wasn't my decision. That was not. Uh, but yeah, I mean the word. I, I've never I've never really said something would be out of character because there's so many you know instances in definitely in my life. And that I see around me, like just in real life, where people behave out of character. So it's it's entirely that's what we do. It's like you know we behave out of character depending on the circumstances, mm-hmm. depending on our needs, depending on like you know what you know where things are going. We can be completely out of character. So I never question that ever really. Um, <laughs> okay, well I got one last question, and um, I wanted to apologize. My um, smoke detector keeps going off, <laughs> but. Um, anyway, the second question was, uh, what would be your favorite destination when you go to get away? Um, you know, I've been thinking about that because this is the first entire summer I spent in Los Angeles, even though places I like to go are pretty similar, but uh, too, like, climate-wise. But I, I love Spain. I usually spend a couple of weeks in Spain in the summertime. I love being in Scotland in the summertime. Favorite destination would definitely be, I'd say... Scotland, Amsterdam, Paris, and Madrid for me. So, Awesome. Thank you so much for answering. You're welcome, Will. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Will. Carolyn? Hi. <laughs> Hi, Ian. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um, I... Uh, I would like to know uh, more about Hamilton, Scotland, and um, uh, how you transitioned to the United States, and why. Oh, uh, that, I, Hamilton, I think, you know, Alexander Hamilton's probably put, I think George Hamilton thought he put Hamilton on the map, but um, <laughs> because we had a conversation about that many years ago, but I think Alexander Hamilton recently has put Hamilton Kind of very much on the map. Um, I was I was born there. I don't. I never. I never spent much time there. Although I grew up pretty close to it. Um, I, from when I was very young in Scotland, I sort of knew that um, there were other places I'd rather be and things I'd rather do. And uh, I love. I loved cities. I grew up in the country, but I loved cities. I loved. Uh, Glasgow, which was the big city in Scotland. I loved London. I loved Madrid, where I got to live for a year when I was a kid. So I, I've always sort of loved cities. And then I got the opportunity when I was, I think in my mind, I always wanted to come to America. I had one aunt who was here, and she'd always send American stuff and American dollars for birthday and, you know, baseball coat jackets. And uh, I got the opportunity when I was pretty young. I met... Uh, the Ford model agency in London, they were there scouting, and they offered me a work work visa, uh, not an Einstein visa, I have to say, but they offered me a work <laughs> visa. Okay. Come to the States, come to New York, and be represented by them. So that's how I initially came to, it wasn't the first time in America, I'd come here to shoot uh, English, British catalogs or French magazine stuff. But I, uh, so that's when I first, I came, uh, 1981, that was, 
I, I first came to live in America, came to live in New York with the Ford Model Agency as my sponsor and also my uh, representative. And that's what, when I came here. So. Now, did the modeling agency find you, or was that something that you uh, looked into? How did that come about? Uh, they would, I think they would come to, I think it was probably set up by my my uh, London agent, I think, because at the same time I also met with a Japanese agent, and then after coming to New York, I started working in Japan also, so I was there for off and on for four years uh, with Elite in Tokyo, so yeah, it was kind of, they would come and they'd kind of open calls where they would actually arrange, they would actually have, uh, you know, sought people out ahead from either things they'd seen and asked to meet them. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I was pretty, pretty lucky with that. I didn't, uh, I think they mm-hmm. found me. I think they wanted me maybe to be a little taller, but there wasn't much I could do about that. So, no. <laughs> um, Are you familiar with uh, the Duke of Hamilton's uh, hunting lodge? Yes. <laughs> my uh, my mother-in-law, and um, when she was a child, her parents, uh, her father was a stonemason there, and her mother was a cook. And her uh, she was there till she was about uh, 16. Oh, wow. Wonderful, yeah, wonderful stories, and she went back. I just actually, I think I just was reading that I don't think it exists anymore. I think they demolished it or something. I was reading about the pal- it. I- the pal- yeah, the palace they did, and then they uh, in Bo- the Boston Museum they have, I guess, a replica of part of uh, the castle. It's it's quite an interesting story. She loved she loved um, <laughs> the hunting lodge. Her father was a stonemason, and he worked on that uh, the hunting lodge. And he also, when he came to uh, Canada. He he built most of the banks and um, different uh, buildings in downtown Toronto. Oh, that's amazing! I think you know it's yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, the parts of Canada I've been to are so much like Scotland. Um, yes. <laughs> that even Victoria is looks. It's amazing. First time I went there to when I was in Vancouver and I went to Victoria Island. It was amazing. People were dressed the way people dress in Scotland, and the buildings, everything looked very Scot, very Scottish. Um, and they go for high tea. Yes, it's very. Yes, they do. Home, that right? lovely hotel there. Yes. Yes. Victoria, Queen oh, Victoria. Yes. Um, my second question: In your career, you have played many parts as a physician. Um, do you come from a medical background? Uh, my mother was a nurse. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yes. Uh, but, um, and her, uh, yes, my mother was a nurse. Her first husband, who I didn't know was a doctor, but I don't, yeah, I think it's funny because people usually ask if I come from a theatrical background, and I'm like, no, no, not in the slightest. <laughs> Not the slightest. Yeah, everybody in my family was a comedian, but they were not. I think I was the first one to get paid for it. So, uh, uh, but no, I don't. No, I wouldn't say. I mean, I'm not uh, medical background. Um, no, I, I only just you know, my mother being a nurse was that was her early career before she was a mother. The, so. the, the, the closest thing to medical. Uh, if you yes. hadn't become an actor, what would you have uh, chosen to be or do? Um, I would probably have stayed in what kind of what my family sort of business was, which was 
you know, uh, uh, bars and restaurants and hotels and I probably oh, that hospitality I guess would cover it, but uh, I don't even now. It's like I don't. I, I kind of I wouldn't. I I don't even like going into restaurants because all I see is kind of like you know it's like I know what goes on so I'm like well <laughs> no <laughs> you know yeah would have been yeah, that probably would have been would have been my life I think although I think when I was very young actually I I would have liked to have been a veterinarian but uh, so that I hadn't even played a vet on television but that's kind of what I thought would have liked oh, to have been when I was very young. Oh, I was interesting. surrounded by animals. It was always like, you know, a bird with a broken wing or something like, you know, something needed to be rescued or, or taken care of or, you know, nurse back to health. So I, I, I kind of was, that, that's what was my thing for when I was very young. Oh, well, thank you very much for that. That's a great thank interview. You. Uh, yeah, very nice meeting you. You're on Instagram? I am on Instagram. Yes, I'm on Instagram. Um, and also, uh, this, our, our show Enter Exit is on Instagram too, on Fanola Hughes' page, and also on my page. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. Carolyn. Thank you. Okay. Hi, Mr. Ian. Nice to finally talk to you. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Hope all is well with you, sir. It's it changes on a daily basis, but it's, it's, it's each day is a, a new challenge. That's how I see it. You yeah, know, every it, single. It definitely is a kind of a it all, all. It just really just depends how you feel about it. I think I've come to realize there's no point in being you get a little saddened by a, a lot of what's going on, but then you know you just have to get on with it so that I get out of that. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta look. Sometimes you gotta look at the positives instead of the uh, negatives. Absolutely. So, okay, so I have two questions that I've been, that I've always wanted to ask you. So my first question is, every soap actor has that one storyline they wish they could have had done. What storyline would you have loved for one of your soap characters to have done, and why? Oh, hold on one second. I have to switch phones. Okay. Hello. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, the the battery on that other phone was Died. just. I'm just yeah. getting weak. To see it, it was flashing. Uh, I'm sorry, it, please. It, it, I I will. I will repeat it. Every soap actor has that one storyline they wish they could have done. What storyline would you have loved for one of your soap characters to have done, and why? Um. I you know I I kind of. I liked every every story that I mean. Sometimes I, I can, yeah, I kind of wish perhaps the story of like Duke and Anna had continued for a little longer. Uh-huh. Uh Not that you know, yeah, as they say in the soap world, like you know, happy people bore the audience. But I would have liked to have seen them have a little kind of less drama, less. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'd like every storyline. I mean, even storylines that I, I didn't, all across the board, I didn't, you know, care for initially. I usually just, you know, just get so involved in it that I, I don't think about it. But uh, I think, all, yeah, I, I 
Dirk, I know, you know, I know Dirk desperately wanted to to have children, have children of his own. So I think yeah. he was very, I think he was a loner. I think he was very isolated, and I think that was just his personality. I think the only person in the world he really connected or 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 bonded with was probably Anna. And I think for him it would have been just it would have made everything complete if they'd had a child. So I would I would have liked to have played that. I think it would have been very satisfying for the character yeah. and also for me as an actor. I mean I loved having, you know, little Robin as my as the stepdaughter and it would right. be lovely having uh um Emma as the step granddaughter, I guess. But that's, I mean, yeah. I think Duke like loved. I think he loved children. So I don't. I mean, that's what I'm. Yeah. They always veered I, towards that. They always suggested that, and then you know, it was just just something that I think that could have been explored further, and I would have liked that. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I would have loved to see Duke and Anna have their own family, and just seeing how Duke would be, you know, as a father, father. Instead of you know, they kill him yeah, off, and then all of a he has a son. Yeah, I think he'd have been a very. Uh, I, I know he'd been a very loving father, but I think he also. Oh yeah. Would have been super cautious and super careful, and probably not wanting that if it was a son, probably to make the same mistakes that he had made. I think, you know, I think that's just. I don't think he would have. I mean, he never took anything lightly, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> It would have definitely been interesting. I think that would have been an interesting storyline to see how Duke would handle fatherhood on his own. Instead yeah. of just being a stepfather, how would his own insecurities, and, and as well as his concerns, you know, kind of be a part of his fatherhood to, you know, to a child. So I definitely agree with you on that. I would have, I would have loved to have seen that take place, you know, on the show. So... My second question is, I'm going, to, I'm going to flip this a little bit. Now, as an actor, there's always that one great performance from the past and present that an actor wishes, oh, I wish I could have done that. So what, would you, what, so what dream role would you have loved to have been a part of, past or present? Uh, dream role? Yeah, was that role that you're like, oh, I just wish I could have done that. Uh, well, I, you know, I think I feel like I've done so much that I'm sort of relieved that I'm too old now to do a lot of the stuff that people would think I would want to do. So I kind of like, <laughs> like I like things not being like optional. I like it now. <laughs> I like right. it be that. I mean, I. I Never, I never was attracted to kind of action, anything like action movies. I never, ne- it's never interested me in the slightest. I, I would, uh, um, I'm not. It's just, I mean, I don't mind like a little bit of it. I don't mind. I've done, you know, my own throughout the years. But um, there have been things I think come up and discussed, and you know, uh, that I, I have no, no regret. Anything that I really wanted, I generally got to do. There were certainly things that other people wanted for me, but I, I would not. I, I didn't want them, then I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do them. So I don't really feel mm-hmm. like. I mean, I. 
I read so much, and as I read, I kind of, you know, you obviously with your, you know, your mind's eye, you create whatever the character is you're reading and everything else. I kind of, I think I'm kind of all over the board with, uh, with, with, right. with characters and 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 just you know things that I never, uh, I do. I mean, I like, I didn't like even just doing interaction with this, this character of Hugo. I, at first, I was like, he's so. I was like, wow, it's like so, he's so dry and so kind of like low-key. But then I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was very, I thought, you know, just to fill that out and just to kind of embody that and just to give it, you know, a, give him a, a a history, give them a history, just give him a, you know, a, a sense of humor, give him all, all sorts of things. And it's really right. fun to just sort of just have that bubble up as you do it, so... I don't. I, there's nothing. There's, yeah. I don't think there's anything out there that I, I, uh, maybe I'll think about it and I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> well, thank you so much for answering my question, sir. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Wow, Mr. Buchanan. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I will throw out the preliminary fan question. You've been on three of the surviving shows, but uh, Dead Never Means Dead in Port Charles or Salem, even sometimes in Los Angeles. Are you uh, open to coming back to daytime in a in a role again at some uh, point? Um, yeah, I mean, there's I I actually get kind of you know people sort of check out whether I am interested <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, always. I mean, I don't. Uh, the pay, the pace now is like, is is extraordinary, and I, I like working at a quick pace. I like being busy all day, but um, I don't know that I could do. I don't know that I could do, you know, five shows a week. I don't. I just. I'm. I don't know. I mean, I say that, but um, yeah, if something came up that was very interesting, yeah, I think absolutely, I would be. I would be. I mean, I I love. I've been working with uh, Gregory Martin on um, uh, YA, which is his spinoff of The Bay, which oh, hopefully yeah. I should back to The Bay right now. So hopefully the uh, YA will pick up. I think I can't remember. I think we've done like three episodes, and I like that. I enjoy that. I like the quality of that. I like uh, I like the kind of being on location and. Um, you know, I, I, uh, and also for Michael Caruso, I did Ladies of the Lake, and then narrated well, uh, some of his uh, the Mermaid Christmas Mermaid for Christmas the Mermaid movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And uh, I've enjoyed all of that. I love all that. I like I like where that um, I sort of like where that whole sort of scripted scripted drama. I like where it's gone. You know, with their with with what they're doing with it also. So I'm very open to any of it. If you know. Uh, I, I, you know, people I think are back to work right now. Even I, I'm not sure how easy it is, but I know they're back to work, and they're, you know, just so we'll see. We'll see how things work out. So I'm going to ask you one last two-part question before we let you go for the evening. Um, tease those longtime soap fans out there who haven't got the chance to check out Enter Exit, and you've been lifelong friends or almost lifelong friends with Finola. Can you share a funny story that we might never have known if we didn't have you on the show? 
Um, a funny story about Enter Exit or about she and I? About you and Finola in general, and then tease us with um, what, what we can expect of Enter Exit for those who haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Finola and I laugh a lot together. Or um, she laughs at me a lot, and then we kind of we laugh a lot together, usually uh, at uh, just you know, whatever circumstances, we try to be kind, but we kind of, we have the same, we have the same sense of humor. Um, yeah, I can't, uh, you know, I just got, I, I, I've rarely, rarely seen her, but usually when we see each other, there's always something like, we entertain each other, like, like highly, but um, I don't know, I can't think of one particularly I mean, I can't because it would be she and I together, like someplace, like just our take on something, probably. Um, I think there's a, she actually, in creating Enter Exit, and, and with her, and also with the writer who we've both known for 35 years, who, like, we met when he was a kid, he managed to incorporate, like, I think a lot of our sen- sensibility and a lot of our humor into the characters of Hannah and Hugo, which, uh, it kind of, it's, which is interesting. It's great. I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, we, and we, she and I laughed a lot while we were making that because, uh, it was, you know, a lot, a lot like us. And it was, it was kind of, it basically, you know, it was me on my own, her on her own, just, but, you know, in, in our own homes, like shooting ourselves and speaking to each other. So it was kind of like pretty, it's 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 I think it's very entertaining because of that. It brings a sort of intimacy, and it brings a lot of our friendship. It's something that you can I think I definitely would say I mean that you could see we've known each other for most of our lives. So um, yeah, but funny. Oh, that's another one. I'll get back to you on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, enter exit. Excuse me. Enter exit is on Instagram, as you said. It's on both of your pages. Um, where can our listeners find you online? You're on um, Facebook, we know. Instagram, we know. Are you on Twitter as well? Yes, I'm on Twitter. Kilt, Kilt, K I L T T R I P U S A, Kilt Trip U S A, and yes, on Twitter. Well, you were here on Take Two Radio Soaps before my tenure. It was about seven years ago. So please don't wait another seven years. Come back and visit us again real soon. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us tonight. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Thank you all very much. I hope everybody stays safe and well and healthy and we'll get through this. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to speaking to you all again very, very soon. And, uh, I'll, I'll pay attention to what's funny in my life, and I will <laughs> think about what I've missed out on, and then I can. <laughs> I'll uh, yes, I can then I can then answer those questions. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you all very very much. Have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Be well. Bye. But thank you. Bye. Oh, that was another amazing interview that we have yes, now it was. 
Thank you. Thrown into the can. I hope our listeners had as much fun with it as we had. And definitely go check out Enter Exit. Who do we thank? Who do we thank for contracting, Ian? Oh, well, I mean, the show speaks for itself, but I I, I did poke a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he he is such a gentleman. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. he really is. And, and like you know, we've spoken over the years to others that have worked with him. And um, I did a, a Days of Our Lives event right after his character made uh, its unfortunate end. And um, everybody that works with him seems to love him. And, you know, uh, now we can see why, right? Yeah, yeah. we can see why. I, I like how he Andy Cannon. I like how he teaches about that. Um... Go ahead, David. Oh, oh, yeah. That was Willie. Almost 8 o'clock. So how much can we get done? I just want to say that I liked how he was teasing in the interview that he teased that he wanted more for Duke Duke, uh, Lavery to have with Anna, you know, as far as more storylines. I thought that was really cool how he did that. Yeah. I think think all the fans did things all fans yeah. felt cheated, cheated in the sense that they didn't really get, you know, a full, I mean, say what you want, Duke and Anna, what it, they were a super couple. And the fact that they kind of didn't extend their relationship into the territory of having a child of their own um, and kind of um, experimenting, like exploring that side of him as a father, that that's still – to, to this day, it kind of rubs me a little bit and the way they ended the character. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, it was definitely an amazing and interesting turn to have him being Duke Lavery, being played by Faison under the masks, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, he got to do things like, you know, kick Jason's uh, shot body into into the river or the harbor. Mm-hmm. Um but just when, you know, just when we thought, okay, we're ready for happily ever after, um, it was Boom. happily, you know, buried, you know, buried and dead. And, and, right. uh, and that, uh, that definitely was a huge letdown. And, and the, the idea that they brought uh, Matt Cohen in as his son, I always thought that, you know, it was before, I mean, lots of people come back from the dead at that point, but it was before, you, you know, it was over the top with all the back from the dead. And I always thought maybe that was a foreshadowing of him coming back. That wasn't to be so. But like David said, time is a very uh, quick mistress, and she has herded us into our second hour. So let's let's jump into General Hospital since we're here. And uh and let's talk some nurses' balls, some kidnapping, some chloroform. Um, I mean, if it is okay. if it is not written completely across the walls of General Hospital, Sonny's Compound, Jackson's New House, uh, Spoon Island, right. if it is not completely apparent to just about everyone who watches that Nell is going to be revealed as Nina's daughter in the next like week and a half, two weeks. Um, and if it is some sort of red herring, I will, I will, I will eat a shoe. But I mean, come on, they are spoon feeding us the fact that Nell is Nina's daughter. I am on the edge of my seat to see how she'll use that. 
to get out of the mess that she has created yet again. I, I for one, I'm well, with you. I'm really excited about that. I can't wait to find out the revelation of that Neil is actually Nina's daughter. Um, I think that's going to be exciting. I, I'm really, you know, I, I, in Willie, you weren't um, part of the show when, when the transition happened. Um, but I, I'm really, I have to go back and say, I knew that, you know, Crazy Annie coming to Port Charles as, you know, possibly Crazy Nina at times was going to be something that was worth watching. But I, I had felt at the time the storyline, et cetera, et cetera, that it wasn't going to go it wasn't going to go somewhere that was going to catch us. And it was going to be a sun casting that didn't last. So I really want to say, um, you know, a reversal. And uh, I'm so glad to have been wrong on that aspect. Um, she's made the role completely hers. And the writers have yes. given her a direction to go in. Finally, that we can all kind of get on board with. So, you know, kudos, kudos, kudos. Coming back strong. I do want to ask a question of my co-hosts. Are you guys happy with how they came back? Um, obviously, I'm, I'm thrilled that they found a way to continue the nurse's ball and to honor, although they were beating us over the heads with how they chose to do it. But um, are you guys happy with how they came back, or were you expecting more? Let's go. Well, I want to go to Candace first because I know you got something to say, girl. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to Candace's. Okay, here's the thing. I'm glad that I'm glad General Hospital is honoring their nurses' ball because I feel as though the nurses out there, hats off to you guys for sticking through all of this. Hats off to you guys. Okay, now I'm enjoying the fact that it's quarter mains. Let me repeat this: that the quarter mains are dominating General Hospital's comeback. Um. I like the – wait a minute. Let me just say this person's name, Wally Curse. If that yep. man mm. does Needs not come get back. Now, here's, now, now, here's the thing. He's, on, he's not on contract. He's recurring. But let me just say this proves that recurring actors can get front-burning storylines. I don't care who you are. Moving on with that, I love the fact that Ned has now become Edward. You've become your namesake. Congratulations, Ned. It took, it took forever. Yeah. But I love the Brooklyn stuff. That oh my God, can I, oh the oh the blood. <laughs> I just love oh yeah <laughs> everything. Like right now, there's certain storylines like the whole you know Will um not Willow uh now being Nina's kid. I feel as though that 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 has not they dropped my interest because it was either Willow what we really was supposed to be, but then Nina then Sasha. Nina had twins. Let's just or or triplets. Let's just say it. Like surprise everybody, she had triplets. There you go. The end of the story, right? I'm enjoying the Nell stuff. I just it's so much going on with General Hospital, including Elizabeth and Franco, Nina and Nicholas, which is, you know, a weird storyline, but you have actors who are making it work. Um Yes. The Mike storyline is still going on and, and that, you know, that's a really good um, storyline, even Maurice agrees with it. I feel as though General Hospital right now, because I don't want to put all my eggs in a basket, because we've done that before. Right now, I like how they did. They they came back. I like the fact that they did move on in certain spots. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something we we did. 
General Hospital, even though most of the fans already knew, I still like how you pulled it off that Taggart was alive. I will give you your props for that because having Taggart come back, I mean, it's like I think all the soaps are doing this. They're listening to the fans. They're listening to the fans over the, the, you know, duration of the break where it's like, okay, what's going to work for our show? What is the fans wanting? And that was something that a lot of fans were pissed off about. I can, I know I was when they brought Taggart back after 17 years, and then you killed him off. We found out Trina was his. So it's like, okay, you did all of this for what? And then kill him off. So I'm glad that they reversed it. I'm glad they reversed the decision. But, yeah, General Hospital, so far, out of ten stars, you get a seven. You get a seven. So I, I just want you guys to keep it up. Showcase your vet. Showcase the families. Because, like I said, the coordinates, the quarter, you guys, the coordinates are front and center. Yeah. Front yeah. and center. Do you, you know, everybody in the quarter has, like, a storyline. You have Brooklyn. You have Edward. I mean, not Edward. You have Ned. You have Olivia. You have Monica. Poor Monica. You have, right. I mean, it's really I mean, it's been really yeah. good. All I need is for mm-hmm. Michael to turn into an alcoholic like AJ, and we're good. <laughs> and you're even posting the other some thing. really great material with Lucy. You know, I mean, yes. she's always going to be the fun character that she's been. Um, but, you know, hearkening back to that one vote, hearkening back to the relationship <laughs> with Alan. It's always going to be that I one vote. I forget about that. Oh, take over. Yeah. So, you know, know thank you, Valentine. Thank you, writers, for finally giving Valentine something to do besides being a a cartoon. Thank you. That's true. Thank you very much. And Julian. David, David, um, how about you? I think with Cyrus becoming chairman of the board, that puts the hospital front row center which we uh-huh. need right now in one way or yep. another. Willie? Will? All right. He might be muted because of his smoke alarm, be. so I'll, I'll go with mine, and then he can mm-hmm. come back in. Um, I got to agree with the, the, uh, with what what you both said. The quarterman's back front and center, and making – I mean, the show um, – what, what what what's the name of the show, Candace? Uh, General oh, Monsters? It's, it's called General um, Hospital. General, General Hospital. Hospital. Yes. So the fact that we, you know, we have so much action going on about the hospital, in the hospital, around the hospital, really, really, really delights me. That the was fact, the like you the said, show. that we have come back so quarter main strong. And I mean, you know, longtime fans will say we've seen this storyline before: somebody battling for control of the hospital. Blah 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 blah. You know what? When you want to come back with a bang, you take everything that is everybody's anticip- anticipating and waiting to see, and you throw in. Remember, quite a few years ago, when they didn't as successfully, you know, they revived Pickle Lila. They wanted to bring Franco, you know, the mm-hmm. Roger Howarth character, and they wanted to introduce right. Ava. You know, there are times when there are times when you when you dive into the past. And you fizzle, but this is a storyline. I mean, how many times have we we lived this? But now we got a character. I I'm sorry, I'm in the minority, but I'm gonna say it. 
I don't want Cyrus to go the way of Shiloh. I don't want him to disappear in a month because this is the best story. This is the best storytelling I've seen on General Hospital in quite some time. So as far as I'm concerned, I the only thing for me personally, and this is a, a very split feeling out there in the soap world, I wish they would have addressed COVID. I really do. But well, <laughs> did you read Frank's interview? Did you read Frank's interview what he I said did. about COVID? I did. I'm going to say this. Yeah. I, I'm 50-50. I'm 50-50 because that's why, I mean, that's why with the nurses' ball, because I know a lot of fans had, had you know, mixed emotions about the nurses' ball. My thing is, is that they kind of are addressing the importance of nurses, which every day they should, as well as teachers. The front line work. Yeah. So I think without oh, okay. them saying corona, they were still making mention of who the real stars of this okay. whole situation. I have you see what I'm a saying? To, I do, and then I have a bone to pick with that. Because uh, Daytime Cares was basically the brainchild of Laura Wright. Um, with right. a lot of assistance from a lot of daytime shining stars from all four of the shows, but it was the brainchild right. of, of Laura Wright. So if you were going to turn, and I'm so glad that they did what they did. I'm so glad that they honored the nurses ball, that they took the opportunity for, to beat us over the head. Cause quite honestly, it was almost as bad as that commercial in, in a show commercial, uh, two nurses balls to go. Candace, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so it was almost I that man beating okay us over the nurses' ball. I wish they would have taken the opportunity to actually turn it into a fundraiser, to actually okay. do something. Okay. That's that's what okay. Candace wanted to, didn't you, Candace? I I said that, but then you wanted I, the numbers I, I wanted so basically what I thought because here's the thing: the nurses' ball was exactly what. Probably in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be seeing at the MDA telethon, which is, you know, they're not going to really have everybody there and whatnot. I did say to make it more interactive, it's like, okay, if General Hospital would have done like Parks and Rec, have the fans call in and make a donation. Like, and General uh-huh. Hospital ABC would have matched it. Now, here's the thing. I will say, and, like, General Hospital could have, like, you know, if you call as well as make a donation, you get an autographed copy of something, right? You know, a T-shirt. Or, you exactly. Know, the or you, or but, you get a pre-recorded message, and those who make right, like outstanding donations yeah. get a full-on yeah. phone call back, etc. Right. What, what kills but, me is, and we've discussed this on this show before, but, is days of our light years ahead of – all the rat of the other three with engaging the populace, the fan base in in new directions, pulling us onto digital series, promoting the daytime app, you know, creating a podcast based upon the show point blank by a by a well known soap name, a soap journalist name. So this was their chance. This was their chance to do something you know so what? outside I'm of the box. It. I'm going to backtrack it because here's the thing. As much as I would have loved for them to have done that, I also have to think about, okay, first and foremost, because I said this on social media, the donations would go to Feeding America or to FrontCareWorkers.com 
or to daytime camps where they relief. split up the money. Right, or disaster relief. At the same time, I also have to think about a lot of people couldn't do that because of the financial situations that they're in. So That's it's like true. it would have been if, – if, if it was like a different situation, I would have loved for them to have done that to interact with the fans and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. At the same time, I do – I do realize that not everybody can donate just money because they no, need to have money to pay the bills. Nobody, right. not everybody, exactly. Not everybody can right. do that, but you know what? There are still plenty of people who are shelling out in hundreds to have a 30-minute session with three or four other people. So yeah. what are they getting out I, yeah, of that? Yeah, I, I definitely minutes? agree with that. I agree with that. It's, kind of, Laura a, it's Rice, kind of the play, it picks it your was, po- poison. Hmm. It's kind of the picture it, poison. It's like, I, I definitely agree. People are spending, you know, and we can talk about this another time, is that, you know, with these Zoom calls and the, you know, the interaction, I know that I love talking to soap fans, to the soap fans and, well, to soap stars. You guys all know this. But at the same time, I'm sorry, I'm not paying over $100 for just two minutes, 30 minutes to talk to, you know, one of my favorite substars because I don't have it. And it makes me no. feel, like really, like, really insecure because it's like, okay, we're obviously not going to have any fan events. Uh, okay, until next year maybe. Hopefully, pray, pray, everybody. So to me, it's like, all right, I want to still have the experience, and I give kudos to all those who have been doing that. But yeah. taking it back, like we said about General Hospital, with the nurses' ball idea, a lot of people do not have that money available to to do that. So it's like you have because to kind of meet. You got to meet in the middle, or yeah. But Candace, I, I you know, very respectfully yeah. disagree with you though. If they had collected five dollars, seven dollars, twelve dollars, thirteen dollars from a couple of thousand people in one shot, I mean, look at how successful Daytime Cares was. So, you know, there are still people out there, including soap fans, that have the money to spend. And if they were going to spend four days beating us over the head, that it's a telethon for our frontline workers and the back end, of course, all the prominent citizens of Port Charles donated to HIV and AIDS research, which they're never going to be able to move away from that. And thankfully so, because you know what, in this day and age still, even though people can become undetectable, it is still something that we have to that we have to be cognizant I mean, of in I this agree. world. I just I'm just looking at the at the middle part because to me it's like all right if I if let's just say if they say if you pledge now like if you pledge twenty dollars again not a lot of people have twenty dollars you know what I mean like it's not it's it's not that people wouldn't want to do it and I know that they would have loved to do it but a lot of people can't I mean not all but some cannot stretch. They're finding because let's be real, a lot of people lost their job to watch this general hospital and all the stuff. Girlfriend, you know, I would have found, you know, I would have found 25, I would have found $50 to hear my name on general hospital, to hear hmm. even Peter, who, you know, and we'll get into Peter at some point, I'm sure. But really? even Peter saying, oh, we just got a phenomenal donation from Mr. Anthony Corona, you know, I, I would have. <laughs> The opportunity, having seen what Days of Our Lives has done with the, with the opportunities that they have put forth, I would have thought 
that this would have been the perfect opportunity for them to say, hey, you know what, we'll do, we, the, we will ask these actors to donate six, seven hours worth of their time to sit there and man phones during, you know, these broadcasts and maybe two or three hours after the broadcast to sit there and take actual live calls and live donations, then turn around and take a hospital somewhere in one of the hot zones and donate that, that money directly to protective gear for that hospital. It was good having General, General Hospital General back. Hospital. I like the pacing. <laughs> I like the pacing on General Hospital when they returned. Um, the stories are getting hot, and uh, the nurses' ball was really good. I like, and I like that we're revving up between Nell and um, Nina, finding out that they're related to each other. That's going to be like, that's going to be major ratings. I think it's going to be like perfect for. I am truly hoping that 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 Candace is right and that she gave birth to twins and that yeah. not not Willow. I'm hoping it's Sasha. I'm hoping it's Sasha and Nell as her two daughters. I, I truly am. Triplets. I told you triplets. Yeah, that, that would be great. I would love for Sasha to be another one of uh, Nina's children. But did you not all hear a rumor of that Sasha's supposed to be leaving General Hospital? Have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything. Um, I haven't heard. Okay, so so I saw that online, and that's from one of those websites that puts things up based upon looking at storylines and seeing, oh, maybe this mm-hmm. will happen. So let me report this now, so that when it happens, I look credible. What Sophia, uh, whatever her um, Mattson, um, yeah, uh, yeah, her personal yeah. Twitter feed said. I'm not going anywhere. So okay, that's good to hear. Con- that's good to hear. As far as I'm concerned, if the actress herself says she's not going anywhere, then I'm that's gonna believe that. News. Now, yeah. in some other amazingly casting, amazing casting news, which will lead us into the next soap, I was so thrilled, 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 thrilled to find out. That well, unfortunately, the meeting between YNR executives and um, Hope uh, uh, Kristen um, Alfonso didn't go anywhere. Um, unfortunately, because but you yeah. know what? Maybe that's the best thing. Maybe she'll pop up on General Hospital and 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 be where she really. Uh-uh. Oh my God! If she turns up on General Hospital, but I digress. Uh-uh. Miss Courtney uh-uh. Hope, Sally Spectre. Boo-thang yes. to Mr. Chad Jewell is now taking her beautiness, her, her phenomenal acting skills that were displayed sometimes on The Bold and the Beautiful, to Genoa City, and she will be the next vic- vixen to grace the screen for an hour a day in Genoa City. And we were told, what, three, what? Possible three characters she could play by a certain website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to congratulate Courtney. She she's an awesome actress, and I can't wait to see her on General on uh, Young the Restless. She's gonna make a good a good. She's gonna shake things up in General City. And girl, I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. Sorry, I'm emotional. They really do need some shaking up. Um, going from a phenomenal yeah. return to a return that's um, 
left me wanting a whole lot more. Let's go to Genoa City. Let's talk about the young and the restless. I, I got some, about, I've got some fun do, tidbits. I got the fun tidbits for do, you. Hold on. Before we do, there yes, wa- there's, a certain, there's a little certain issue that Candace and I have have to deal with. <sighs> Candace, I was at some party, and I heard what you said. There is some issue about the nurses' ball that was not apparent this year, was there? Here's a, okay. Oh, oh, oh girl. About that. I just like to point out I just like to point out that I said it. I'm not gonna say it because apparently I said it a couple of times. But I do feel a certain type of way because this person has now kind of made a tradition of dancing, a yes. dancing routine. And I saw mm-hmm. you know, I was gypped. I was gypped out of certain performances this year. Yeah. Okay, yes. that's all I got. They keep uh, talking about performances that happened that we didn't get to see, performances that were going to happen, et cetera, et cetera, and how did we not have that one performance that we were all waiting for? Girl, I'm with you. I do agree. I'm with yeah. you. And I want to add to this that, you know, I was at, I was at Chad and Josh's Zoom event, and that was one of the questions pondered to them. And as of July the 19th, they said they don't, they said that they Josh was given a number. Josh said he was given a number, but he they have no idea what's going to happen now. At that time, they didn't know what was going to happen. So things could have changed and I bet yeah. you it was it, like edited out because certain things I mean, were edited out. I heard. I just feel as though, like, like I said, the nurses' ball for what it was, because I think we've now, you know, and this kind of carries over to Young and Rosses. I think we're now at this point where we're accepting the new normal on a soap. So yeah. with the nurses' ball being, you know, in the in the format of how we're seeing the award shows, you know, with the daytime Emmys. Being home, yeah. and, you know, like I said, in a couple of weeks, they're going to do telephones, sort of like what they did with the nurses' ball. So, to me, I feel as though, you know, the performances was limited, and that's fine. I really enjoyed the performances. Here's another thing, General Hospital. You could have had it released on iTunes. <clears throat> the performances, especially, mm-hmm. especially William Lifton's uh, song. And you could have used that for bonus material. Like and knowing that the proceeds, you, could have, and yes. the proceeds you would have had from that could have went to Feed America. And I'm going to say this now, William Lipton, you better get an original song nominee nomination next year for the daytime. Uh-huh. Moving, on to, uh-huh. moving on to the Young and the Rustless and that show. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Come on now. Thank so you, Candace. Candace, <laughs> Candace, I know that the Young and the Rustless is your show. And, and, and I'm right behind you. I am waiting for them to break back out. But come on, tell us uh, the uh, truth now, Candace. They came back. Tell us the truth. How do you feel? Um, I feel I feel like um our relationship has taken a turn. Um, I was expecting. I mean, I got me, all not roses. You. I got all these roses and diamonds while they were on hiatus, and then we came back to this. Here's the thing. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm gonna say this real quick. I I know 
lot of people have issues with Young and the Restless and especially with Melanie's hair and all that stuff. But yeah. keep in mind that I they're still Melanie's trying to figure hair. out. I got to say, so, I love her hair choice. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Here's my thing. I, I feel as though some people don't understand. <laughs> There's really no hair and makeup and wardrobe right now because of Corona. They only have limited services, so mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, people, people, you're going to find out who can do their hair and nails and stuff. But with that being said, I feel as though, like, there are certain key elements of Young and Russell's that is working for me. I would like to officially say this for everybody to hear this. Team Victoria! Team Victoria! Team Victoria! Yep. I'm waving my flag and everything. Yeah, I, I remember that. this version of Team Victoria. Because Victoria is like, you know what? I'm the future of Newman Enterprises. I'm going to do what I want to do because this is my company now. Daddy, you did your thing, but now I'm about to really do it up. The fact that she gave divisions to Jack and Billy, that's one thing I will say. Young and Russell's, Josh, you guys really understood something. Because one of the things during the hiatus when they showed the classic episodes, let me repeat that, the classic episodes, from the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and to today, one of the big things was business. Each decade has had some kind of a business storyline. The fact that we have it now, we now have, if you think about this, Chancellor Media, right, Jabot, Newman Enterprises, right, you still have Hamilton yeah. Winters, even though they're going into the medical, um, with you know that you have every and with Phyllis and Abby, you, you have companies, you have businesses, you're you're hearing about it. You have these characters playing, so I will give Young and Russell's. I will prop you for that now, Adam. Come on, girl. Tell the truth. Don't make me have to do it. Come on. Okay. Girl. I got some tidbits for you, and Candice, you Candice, you're gonna love this. For Young and the Restless next week, Victoria Newman will flirt with uh, Theo Vanderway. What the hell? That's going to be, you know what, I, <laughs> you know it's, it's going to be so steamy. That's going to be so steamy because I, I know people steamy. are for Theo and Lola. <laughs> I know people are for Theo and Lola. I, I'm actually but it just, it's, it. Huh? Here's, here's, the, here's the problem with Young and the Restless. Okay, I'm just going to flat out say it. Young and the Restless didn't do, didn't learn. Okay, we're we're in September. Okay, September is coming up. I know behind right. the scenes they got my story consultant per, perfectly cast because Susan Davis is coming back as a story consultant on Young and yes. the Rockers. That's right, every award winner. Yes, she's coming back. So please, so Jesus. The thing is with Young and the Rockers right now, this was an opportunity for them to correct a lot of wrongs. Correction, uh-huh. they did, they're doing big. They're doing Victoria. But I don't need Victoria to be flirting with Theo. I don't need Victoria to be flirting with Billy. I don't need Victoria to be flirting with anybody. I need for the Ice Queen to be true to herself right now. With Theo, and true to her new daddy is. The thing with Theo, Lola, Kyle, and Summer, hold on, Will, is to me that quad. Let me just break it down. When six months ago, when they had said that Kyle and Summer was destined to be, I mean, granted, yes, they've been friends. They're in each other's orbit. But the thing is, is that that quad of Theo, Lola, Summer, and Kyle, they felt they they messed it up. They easily messed it up. And to me now, and I see what they're doing, they're backsliding. 
because it's like, all right, you know, Kyle X Summer, in case y'all didn't watch that, about moving in. There's always been some insecurities with Summer because she even said this about her own parents getting back. She doesn't want her parents to even get back together because she knows what the outcome is. So you would think that would play into Summer's psych a little bit. So now you got Theo and Lola, and yeah, that was fine. But to me, something still doesn't add up. And I'm wondering, because uh-huh. they've been kind of playing it, that something is up with Lola. Now, could it be her health? Because if it's her health, I'm going to say this right now. Josh, I know, I, I know every single storyline you did over on One Life to Live. I remember Sunset Beach. I give you props to Sunset Beach. I know what you did over on Days to Alive. If you do what I think you're going to do with Lola, Cal, Summer, the Theo, the, with the kids, I'm just going to be saying you should have did this months ago because you were doing your backsliding. Same thing with Amanda. I don't think I need to tell everybody about what they're doing with Amanda, but stay tuned to Young and the Russells because we're pretty much going to get the story that we asked for a year ago. I get it. You're yep. now under pressure, sort of like somebody else on another soap we'll get to in a minute. But you had opportunity to do it. I don't care about Adam. I don't care about him killing somebody. I don't think he did it either. But if we're going to go, no, I don't think go he there. did it either. But, 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 but it's a waste of story time. Yes. It's a waste because yes. it's, it's Adam. It's the same thing. Victor's hovering over a secret of Adam. So or at the end of the day, is Adam going to be like, thank you, Daddy. I now understand everything that you've ever done was for my best interest. Okay. I am so sorry for acting like an a-hole all these times. I, I, I just... Mm, I just... Okay, right now, now I'm going to have to shoot the big white elephant in the room. Yep. I have to do it. I have to do it. They had such a momentum going with Sharon. Such a momentum going with Sharon. I know. Come on. Candice, I, Candace, I agree with you. I, I feel with the Adam storyline, there's going to be more I, to I the story. Brain. And, and yeah. I would have put it past Victor to try to manipulate Adam just a little in this situation, yeah. that maybe he's, he's pushing it so that Adam can bend to his will so he can control them the way Nico would say about how Victor controls it's the family. It's not even that anymore. Oh, girl, Willie, Willie, Willie. Come on. It's not, it's not even that. that. Here's the, wait a minute. Well, let me say this. Well, to Will. Here's, here's the problem is that I've been watching the show since the first Adam of Chris, of Chris Eden to Michael Mooney to Justin Hartley to Mark Grossman. And out of all the times that they've done this storyline with Adam, Something has always been Adam versus Victor because of Hope. Let me repeat, remind fans of uh-huh. Hope did not uh-huh. want Adam nowhere near Victor. So all this animosity that Adam has, it didn't come out until later because he wanted to prove himself to Victor, okay? Victor uh-huh. always tried to protect him. The problem is, is that how many Adams did I just now say we had had? Four. Each one Four. of them, except for Justin Hartley. Except for the Justin Hartley one. I will give him his props on this. They kind of just made amends where Justin's version of Adam and, and, and Victor was like, you know what, you do you, I do me. The fact is we're doing this about, you know, rewriting a situation with Adam to either make, A, Hope look bad and Hope dead, or make Victor or justify everything that Victor has done to Adam I'm going to be honest with you. Mark Brosman is a great, great actor. Love him. Like him. There was no need for all this. I don't understand why every time they bring Oh, Adam honey, but you know where it's going to go. You know exactly where it's going to go. It's going to be Adam versus Victoria. Because yep. as much as Victor wants one yep. of his children to step up and be able to take the dynasty, 
he can't stand it happening while he's still got breath in his body. So when right. one of his children gets too much, he's got to pick one of them. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on ego. your view of things, Nick is yeah. never right. going to be that child. So it's only Adam. And Nick and, tried. And, 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 let me not and talk Nick about tried. Abby. Nick did try. Who? And so did Abby. And, but neither one of them had Abby? that killer instinct. Wait a minute. Exactly. Hey, you're Anthony? right on that, too. You're right on that, too. But also, you should know with this Adam storyline, even when you like it or not, they are going to bring the Elisa, Elisa Montavo. She's supposed to be coming yeah. back to come after Adam for revenge. So that'll be interesting. And the other okay. two that I wanted to throw to you guys for Young and the Restless, it's just a rumor I keep hearing. It's rumbling around. It's that Michael Damien is scheduled to return sometime next year on Young and the Restless. Okay. Oh, Mike Warren said he's been interested in, do, in doing it. Let me and flatten back. this out. Let me flatten this out right now. Michael has told them point blank that he will come back for a storyline arc. He is not yep. interested in coming back to Canvas for the unforeseeable future. He would like to play a storyline arc out. So, I love me. Y'all better get. I, I love me, Danny. You know, I, I love me some Michael Damien. I, I look back at, at, at all that he brought to the show. Rock on. But unless y'all come up with something that real, meaning, you know, Josh and, and the team, unless y'all come up with something that really makes it worth my while, then don't even bother. We've got enough veterans that are not getting played the way they deserve to be played that you're going to bring Michael Damien back for what? Four months because he, you know, needs to reinvigorate it's his career. Is something happening with Daniel? Something's going on with Tracy? But, I mean, I, yeah. and I agree. I like Michael Damien. Michael Damien is like, you know, here's your special treat because you've been really good. Hey, like, okay, here, you know, he comes on. in town and he, right, and he comes in and he talks to Phyllis, you know, throwing the shade around you know, talking to Cricket and to Paul and stuff. Like, it's, like, Mike, like, Danny is the friend that comes in every six months just to catch up with you. He uh-huh. a little flavor. Yes. And then yes. it's like he's gone. To me, right, right. now, what, right. what Young and Russell needs we to do. We don't need that now. Right. No. Young and Russell needs to regroup. I do got one last little tidbit that you'll love. Young and Russell. I'm going to call this Speaking of this. I'm going to call this speed. Still, that is a speed. There's going to be a hot airline coming up. Turn around. And take a look at Days of Our Lives and General Hospital and look at how to play the people that you have on canvas right now, the people that you have on contracts, and bring them up and give them some storyline. Give them stuff that that need to play with. But here's the thing, too. I'm going to say this. What all these soaps need, because, look, let's, let's, let's really call the elephant in the room. All the ratings really were low. Lower than their normal, and Days was one of them yeah. as well. And to me, I feel as though they do need to bring something to the table to reinvest with the fans. So if they have to look, I'm just going to say it right now. Young and Russell knows exactly who they need to bring back, and I bet if this person actually came back, nine times out of ten, you're going to see an upgrade, and that's Victoria Raul. I won't even sugarcoat it. Yeah. Right with General Hospital. Here's the thing. I'm glad that they're doing certain things, but let's be real. The flirting yeah. the flirtation of the idea of two actors coming back to General Hospital. It may make or break 
general hospital. Like, yep. it, in other words, it could go either or. And that's Vanessa Marcel, Tony Gary. Actually, actually, I'm going to give it a say. Tony Gary, uh, Jane Elliott, Vanessa Marcel, Jonathan Jackson, and I don't know, somebody else. Days of Our Lives, look. Allison Sweeney is coming. Let's go to okay. Days. Well, you gotta go wait, to before we go to Days, before we go to Days, yeah. let me just throw out that tiny little bit. So you open the door, Candace. I'm going to walk right through it. Walk so in Tony it, Geary, Tony Geary has been back in L.A. for three weeks. I'm just saying. I'm You're... just saying. And I know people are like, no, no, yes. They, for a story arc, not permanent. They just need they need something to bump back up because I feel as though <clears throat> let me just say this and, I, and it, it, it pertains to days. Right now, each soap needs that extra attention. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the fact that these ratings, not I'm not counting classic episodes because classic episodes dominated the hell. Out of the ratings, okay? okay. Girl, Everybody, girl, let me okay. stop you. Okay. Let me stop okay. you right there. Okay. okay. And let okay. me tell you a quick little story. Days of okay. Our Lives. Story time. They were the only ones that were that were airing original episodes all through this. They yes. had storyline already in place, so on and so forth. But they mm-hmm. they took a look at what was going on online. And they made an offer to Miss Allison Sweeney and said, to, to the effect, yes. basically that, we need somebody who can come in here in a powerhouse manner and carry through mm-hmm. all the fireworks. Yep. Can mm-hmm. Carry through. We have lost yep. all of these. So on, bop, 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 bop. It's the ever-revolving job. We brought back yep. Brandon Barash in some weird-ass character mold. Blah 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 blah. I'm okay. It's with working that. for some people, not working for other people. Blah 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 blah. We don't mm-hmm. have a Stefano. You know, the patch thing, they, they recognized the mistake that they made having made Stefano 2.7 or whatever the hell it was. And, and yeah. they, they should not have made that. They should not have closed that storyline out. But nobody expected COVID to happen. So now yeah, no one there's, no cons- there's no consistency. Who do you bring back? You know, as much as people love Marlena a.k.a. Deidre Hall, as much as people love John, they don't bring the fire no more. So they had to. And they basically, for all intents and purposes, begged Allison Sweeney, please give us a year. You can talk about re-signing after that, but please but give us a year. Have, but they, does Dave, no, here's the thing. I mean, I, I partly put some of it on Corona, but I also go back to what October, November, when, when they everybody put everybody off contract. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. It was the biggest and mistake. And the thing is, and is we that, all on this show said that. It was the yep, biggest mistake. We said it was a big mistake because people made. had Right. And the fact that they came back, what, January to February, you know, I do feel as though that took away the momentum. Now, moving forward, as we get ready for that fifty fifth anniversary, we have to deal with some things with Days While Lives. The Girl, first one yeah, is their ratings. Wait. One more and Carolyn. because I, I'm about to throw this yeah. out the I'm about to blow this out the water. A Martinez is gonna usher back in, and we're almost gonna not even feel that they were gone. Galen Garen, yeah. Grace, and and mm-hmm. Camilla Bannis, Gabby. Right. Mm-hmm. When they hit their anniversary, do you know who just signed and is joining the cast? No, I don't think any single person. 
You don't do that, however, because here's the thing. When they renegotiate, some of them already was trying out for pilot season. Some of them lived their life. Some of them was like, I want more money. And if you don't give me no more money, I ain't coming back. And the fact that you played upon, and I'm glad that Camilla and Galen is back into the Hernandez family because you needed some kind of representation on that show. I just feel as though sometimes I feel it's like it's an emotional situation. Now, going forward, yes, Days of Our Lives will need to rebuild themselves. This happens every 10 years. That's why I said the plan to save days again. You have Allison Sweeney. You love Kristen Alfonso. So you bring on Allison Sweeney. She is going to – you got to think about the new generation of days. So when you have Martha Madison, Brandon Beamer, you have – like I said, Allison, you have, I think the news came out about Lucas Adams, came out, if not, there you go, breaking news right there. You have, you know, the continuation of about what's going on with Ben. You're going to have to rebuild the Demer household. Right now, Days is in a yeah. very interesting place, and I want to see where they go. But let me tell you something. For them to have a 1.6 rating two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For those who are saying, well, what does that mean? Let me break it down to you. Days is in critical condition. All the soaps are critical condition right now. People need to get their act together real quick as we get ready to head into October. And the reason I say October is because for some shows, they start getting their early renewals. Yep, I know. Carolyn, what do you have to say about this? Wait, I'm I'm sorry, David. I love you, and I love the way we run this show. But before Carolyn... Let, let, let's, let's really put it down for what it is, okay? They made a bunch of mistakes during the whole whether or not they were going to be renewed, and they, et cetera, they had et cetera, to pay et cetera. for it, and they paid for and it. They had to, and you had to pay for it. Bringing, begging, they begged, they begged. Bringing Allison Sweeney back on a begging is the best move they ever could have made. There is no one... Besides the fact that they can get James Scott to come back, that's the only other one that's going to bring the fire enough, that's going to bring enough to the show to keep us watching. Now, you got her. You better play her to the friggin' hills, Days of Our Lives. Now, you also signed on Marcy Walker. You better play this to the hills because this is Costa's last stand. People are tired of, of the – I loved – I absolutely loved the time jump. I am not in the majority on that. I loved the time jump. I love what it did for the show. I loved where it – I loved it because I loved where it could have gone. Unfortunately, it didn't go it everywhere didn't go. that I thought it – it didn't go everywhere uh-huh. that I thought it could have done. However, it's I feel, still good yeah. enough that with what we have left, bringing on Allison Sweeney, bringing back A. Martinez, bringing on Marcy Walker, rebuilding the Demera family. You have one shot, baby. You got one shot, Ron. And you know, Ron, you and I, I'm, I'm talking directly to you right now, Ron. You know the history we have together. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. But you, you better bring the material. You better bring it. I'm just I'm gonna sorry, say, you know what? I gotta add. Again, I, I wanted to add that I'm so excited, beyond thrilled, that Marcy Walker is going to be on, you know, for Days of Our Lives because I loved her on Santa Barbara, and I also enjoyed her on All My Children and Guiding Light. I loved when she played Tangie. She was so 
awesome with Roger Thorpe. Those those were some amazing scenes that she had with the actor that played Roger Thorpe. Um, I've got a few little tidbits that you are going to enjoy, especially the, those that love Sammy. Uh, there's going to be Trip versus Sammy coming up, and there's a rumor that Ben gets a new lover, and it's supposed to be Gwen. Okay. I, I don't want to see Ben with Gwen. Oh, my God. What's it going to be called? How do you even merge the two names together? It's Ben and Gwen. Yeah. But Gwenny? Oh, I think yeah, what it Jen. is, they're, they're running Jen. out of ideas for Ben. Like, they don't know what to do with them. They're now that Sierra's supposedly no, gone. They're not, they they not with Sammy. They, no, they not even with Sammy. They're not even with Sammy. No, this is, pro- okay, here's the problem. And I'm just going to nip it in the butt. Not all the time do you have to have a character in a parent when another part when their partner goes. I am so over like to me, I wanna see where this Ben storyline yes. is going to lead. Because here's Candace, the thing. I now, agree with you, but we're yeah. in the minority. Everybody is gonna wanna see who is going to rescue Ben from the darkness well, that's going to happen. When I mean, you don't have to do it like so ASAP. And I think that's the problem that I had with Soap, stuff for one, um, that they rush to put somebody like if, okay, Sierra goes like Friday, I think. Is that the, the their yeah. date? So on Monday or Tuesday, I don't want to see somebody being like, Ben, it's okay. I'm here. And then all of a sudden hear the, the music playing, and meaning that right. this person is going to be with Ben now that Sierra's gone. I need a br- I need to breathe. I'm like, <gasps> like did when Blair and Todd, you know, broke up. I mean, yeah, there was you know, Taya, but you got a break in between. And I think here's another thing, Ron, me and you, we got some history too. Well, life to live, baby. Okay, slow your roll, slow yep. your roll, because I already Caroline. know you got a plan for Jake. And and Chad and and Abby. Now we got about oh, okay. Carolyn Hamburg. You are so correct. Go ahead, Carolyn. Carolyn, girl. Queen, Queenie, come on, come on, Queenie. We get passionate. I do want to thank Rondo for bringing back Lucas Adams' trip because he's my favorite. Thanks, Carolyn. 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 Okay. You know what Carolyn Car- is doing? She- Wait a minute, hold on. She'll park in. We got one more yeah, soap to cover. She's, she's, she's on Carolyn. I think she dropped. Okay, we she got 10 minutes online. and one more soap to cover. So we're going to head she's over to Los Angeles. And the yeah, yeah. Hello. Oh, oh, oh there you are. Okay. Go on, Sorry. Carolyn. Go on, Carolyn. What do you have to say for all of this? Carolyn? Carolyn? She comes okay, on. Queenie girl, we love you, but we have 10 minutes left and we have one more soap to cover, so let's take the red eye to Los Angeles Carolyn, and talk about Brook and Ridge again. I'm not talking about this. David? Show. I'm. David? Yeah, go ahead. What about How are you oh, with, how are you with the Bulls and the Beautiful right now? It is a it is a parade of <laughs> miscommunication. <laughs> that is so 
Stephen, you're so wonderfully polite. Willie, how about you? How are yes. you with the bold and the beautiful right now? Um, I'd like to see what happens between Ridge and Shauna, and I'd like to see Quinn get hers. Willie? Will? I forget Willie Candace, girl. Come on, we only got a few minutes, so, you know. I just, I just like to point out that Bone and Beautiful, how could you do this to us? I don't recognize... Uh, Bill anymore because he's now become Quinn's B. Um, I can't say the word on the show. Um, Quinn, stop acting like you've been there since 1987 to know about the history of Brooke and Rich because uh, a couple of years ago you were lip smacking Rich. Brooke, you're too old. Rich, you're too old. Shauna, stop being Rob Ross's Mumbai. Um, um, yeah, that's all I got. I can't. I can't. I mean, and poor Katie. That's it. Okay. okay. So, Carolyn, can you hear us? Know. Carolyn's been having um, audio right. issues. When so. she pops in, yes. I promise we'll stop talking. But, okay, so here we go, both. I'm, 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 I'm going to lay it out right now for you, okay? Here's the deal. Nobody really cares anymore about Broken Ridge. I don't think that there is a single bold fan out there who is that invested anymore. As Karen, as Candace just said, Quinn, I don't know who you think you is, but you need to take it about seven steps back, dust yourself off, and then have yourself a little cannoli. Bye-bye, girl. Okay. Here's Carolyn. Carolyn, you back? Carolyn. Carolyn. Hello? Carolyn? Hello? Hello, Carolyn? Carolyn? Hello? Yeah. Carolyn, can you hear us? Okay, Hello? back to both. She said she's, having, she, she's having problems with mute with her mute. It might be the yeah, storm because well, she's on the other she's on the other coast. Oh yeah. It might be Lucy. It might be okay. So I, I think Shauna, I, I think Shauna has played out her her um uh, relevance up in Los Angeles, up in the bold and the beautiful. It's time for her to go. Candace, you are absolutely right. Who is Bill? I don't know this Bill. He must he must be drinking the water that Taylor was drinking about a year ago. What the, what the, what the, what the, what the? Okay, last comment. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I want Thomas back. Okay, I'm done. Willie, Candace, take it away. Um, I, I, um, I, I need for, for Bold to step up ASAP. ASAP. I mean, I, it's just really, it's just to, I mean, all right, if this is all Quinn's, you know, situation and stuff, okay, again, Quinn, honey, you, you, Shawna, you're just an idiot. Like I said, I, I don't know what happened with Brad. I think he flipped the script and, you know, switched on Shauna. It was like, okay, all you guys like this, Shauna, overflow, da-da-da, here we're going to this. And it's like, Ridge, come on now. Like, you're you're too grown for this. Like, I'm sorry, but I, I don't understand what, what Bold is doing. Now, the stuffy situation I'm interested in, 
Because we got a hot doctor. Yes, girl. Um, I know some people are kind of like on different sides of this. It's like, okay, all of a sudden, Steffi, here's the thing. Again, if you've been in an incident, keep in mind, this girl had broken ribs. She's trying to be a wonder woman. She's trying to be a career woman. She's trying to be a mom. And how many of us on here, when we're in pain, we don't want anybody to see it? Yep. We try to cover it up, especially if you're working and you know yep. that your job sees you sick, they're going to say, go home, meaning you're going to lose a day pay. Stuff. So I see where that goes. I am curious yep. to see how everything falls into place because I did see some spoilers. And I know I'm in the minority. Both sometimes likes to play upon those spoilers to make fans have a reaction. But I will say this. If this story is going where I think it's going to go, then this is a story that actually should have happened maybe a year ago. And for, those, year, who yeah. saying, yeah, and for those who are saying that a certain somebody shouldn't be a part of it, I just want to let everybody know that that baby no. is also that kid's, also that person's stepchild. Yep. Because it wasn't. So so what, let's see what, how it goes down on Bo and the Beautiful. Right now, Bo, you just need to, you know, I kudos, first of all, kudos to Bo for being the first one out the gate with doing a soap opera. It's not easy being the first, I know. But I'm just enjoying, right now there's certain parts, but I really can't wait for Maya, Nicole, Zenday, and some other people to return to Bo. Because I have a funny feeling drama is about to go down. I hope and so. And I don't know anything. I, yeah, I hope so. All, I hope all drama goes, I hope drama, oh. instead of going down in ratings, go up. Oh, girl. I, I got just a tiny little teaser for everybody. <laughs> no. Maya, okay, and Ni- Maya and Nicole are not exactly who they think they are. And when it all unfolds, what? it's going to be explosive. All I got to say is Zendaya. Maya and Nicole, Maya and Nicole are going to find out something about themselves that they could never have imagined. Who? Yes. Yeah. It's just my baby Wait daddy. for that to come It's just my baby daddy. Oh, sorry. I was singing. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Carolyn's back. Can you hear me? Carolyn? Yeah, there yes, she is. Oh, there God. she is. Girl, you got two yeah. minutes. We was worried about you. Talk about days. Girl, I don't worry. Talk days about days. Hurry up. <laughs> That's okay next time, but I think it's all calculated. I love this rotation. We only have a minute and a half, so. Oh, okay. Well, I love this. And Carolyn made it in no time, didn't you? <laughs> okay, go. Let, let it go. Let it go. She got to close an argument. It's all good. I said I think it's all calculated. And I love the rotating of the actors, and at least they've got a job. <laughs> yeah, Especially with short and sweet, and to the point. Yep, yep. Okay. So we have to well, everybody call it a night. In listening land, we will be back okay. in two weeks, as we always are. We will probably have a fabulous guest, but I can't tell you who it uh-huh. is right now. But <laughs> uh, come back and join us two weeks from now. We love you all. Keep watching. That's going to be the 10th. That's going to be the 10th. Good night. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Happy Labor Day, everybody. And stay yeah, safe. Have Labor Day. Great weekend. Wear a mask. <laughs> Bye-bye. Stay safe. Stay safe. Love you. Stay safe. Thanks. Get connected with Take-Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take-Two Radio.
For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.